to be lit, see, yeah. Yeah, let me hear you see, yeah. Yeah, see, I can take a listen, cause they're teaching the course. They share a passion and a talent, a human resource, see, yeah. Yeah, let me hear you see, yeah. Yeah, empowering ladies with the voice, and it's about to be fire. Did I forget to mention that? They're both from GI. Let me hear you see, yeah. Yeah. Let me hear you see, yeah. Happy New Year. It's Happy New Year. First episode of the year. Happy 2022. And 2022 has started off with a bang. Should I say that? It's It's been a year. It has it, been a year. It's been a uh, first 31 days, right? Yeah. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. I, um, you know, have rolled into 2022 i have been plugging away at some personal goals um i've experienced some family um you know death mm-hmm. and illnesses and things of that nature but overall i'm grateful i'm here it's 2022 um and i'm just ready to um take this year by storm with um accomplishments and things what about you? How's your year started off? I I can appreciate that. That was semi-test going into this topic yeah. to see what your answer was going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you did, you did, you did good. You did, I did good. okay. <laughs> you did okay. <laughs> but you know, uh, I've I've been all right. I'm I'm exhausted. You know, I'm mm-hmm. exhausted. I I um. I can't complain, you know, I, I, I think about the things going on in the world, mm-hmm. you know, um, we, we've had some, some people with serious um, mental health challenges that oh, decide, yeah. you, know, you know, have decided to take her life yesterday and just some really heavy things going on. Oh my goodness, um, a lot, right? In, in this year. Yeah, you know, so for me personally, you know, it's always that tug of war is that um, when one thing is going well, something else is, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, falling short or, or maybe lagging a little bit. So for me, work is great. The business is great. But the boys, you know, they're having their own challenges. Cameron, like a lot of kids, he's struggling with COVID and being um, so isolated. Yeah to normal and Casey he's still trying to figure it out so you know being a mom and I'm, I got a headache every day yeah. <laughs> but um, we know that all things work together for the good for those who are called yes. you know according to his purpose so it's going to be fine yeah. you know all you got to do is keep on living wake up every day and and, and keep on living keep on living um, because my grandma used to say if you're not going through something you're coming out of it. And if you're not coming out of something, you're going into it. That's so, so, so true. <laughs> um, and I'm so glad that you did mention that because, yes, this year has definitely um, started off pretty hectic. I think the pandemic has just, um, when we talk about the mental health issues in the Miss USA who took her life and 
there was a mm-hmm. uh, uh, young black mayor, I think that I read an article where he took his life and mm-hmm. um, we, uh, oh my goodness, um, Regine, Regina King, her son took his life. Like, yes. People are dealing with mental health issues and um, yeah, I think this pandemic has took a toll on folks and yeah, we yes. just got to stay prayed up. We got to stay strong. Mm-hmm. We got to lean in um, on, yeah. on the and check on each other. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And admit when we're over. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that, you know, that kind of takes us to where we're going today. Um, you know, ad- admit when we're overwhelmed and talking about, you know, not needing to be perfect or the expectation of, especially for us as black women, right? Right. The, the, the expectation that we, we can't miss, we have to be better, the best, we have to be perfect. There's zero margin for error in any area of our life. And women in general, you know, we have to be great in our careers and stay fit and keep our hair and nails. And then we have to, you know, keep the house together, cook, clean, be a great mom. You know, the list goes on and on, right? With so much pressure. And then don't let you be, you know, on the board here, on this organization here, on the executive leadership team, or, you know, all that adds on pressure on pressure on pressure. So, you know, and how do we we handle that? How do we manage that? How does it make you feel? So before I, you know, I give the topic, I do want to say that, you know, we're going to talk about some things, these, these ideals, these thoughts, these views, they are those of Nikki and Missy and not of any other entity that we are affiliated with. We're, we're here to be transparent and um, to have some dialogue and sometimes to have a good time. We are not lawyers. We're not offering any legal advice. Um, we're here strictly to represent our own opinions um, and, and no other entities whatsoever that we are affiliated now with now or will be affiliated with in the future. So these are our own views, okay? So the topic. Uh, you know, We're digging into a topic that may be new to some, Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it may be something that people have recognized in themselves. Um, it's one that um, one of my favorite, favorite um, public speakers and authors touches on a lot. That's Brene Brown. Yeah. Uh, and that's imposter syndrome. Imposter yeah. syndrome. I think we've, uh, most people have experienced it in one way or another in their lives. So let's talk about imposter syndrome. Yes, imposter syndrome. So um, I'm going to start off why it's so personal to me, and then I'm going to define it for our listening audience. So um, it's personal for me because um, maybe a few months back, um, I was meeting with my career coach and mentor um, on, um, I'm enrolled in this leadership core hold and core hold and you're assigned a career mentor. Um, And so I I went into our session. It was strictly supposed to be about career and my leadership abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I came and walked away from that session with a revelation about myself. 
Um, and mm. one of the things that I walked away from that session with was learning. And I had never put a, a, a term. I heard the term before, but I had never um, been able to put a, ter- a, a a name to this before. I recognize it about myself, but I never put a term. Oh, you to did. It. You recognize it in yourself. Okay. I recognize even before that conversation. Right, even before. Oh. And so when she called it out of me in, uh-huh. that I have imposter syndrome, I'm like, okay. And and she mm-hmm. and we started to discuss what imposter syndrome was. I'm like, okay, maybe I do have a little bit of that. So, but imposter syndrome and in the way that she put it and and we'll discuss this as we get further on into the conversation imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. is really a problem for particularly for black and brown women in professional spaces Mm -hmm. but um, imposter syndrome is it could be a, a result of your family background or maybe your perfectionist um but it's rooted in this desire to always achieve or to be accomplishing something. And that and sounds familiar. Times, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And so um, also a lot of times and you don't, it's a subconscious feeling that sometimes you don't belong in the spaces that you're in. Mm. Um, or that, and that's where the, the word imposter comes from. So and a good example of that is say you're in a room full of experts um, and, and we're both in HR and you're in a room full of experts or leaders um, and you're discussing one particular topic um, and maybe you don't have a whole lot of knowledge about that topic, but you, you know, you're in that room and you're a part of that discussion. The subconscious part of imposter syndrome makes you feel like, do I really belong in this room with all of these experts? Can I really lend to this topic? Can I really speak to this subject? Um, and so that's just one layer of imposter syndrome. But the other layers of it is that you always feel this need to achieve. And so um, one of the, the ways that I explained it for myself before I knew the term was that um, I just have this, I, I, I just like to stay busy. Right. Mm. So that's how I described it for myself. I like to stay busy. Sit still. We don't, we, yeah. Yeah. I'm a say busy. That. I can't sit still. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm always involved <laughs> in something. Um, but sometimes it, it's, it's, it can, bring about or bring to the forefront other issues. And so it can be wrapped up when you're a leader, when you think about it from a leadership perspective, maybe um, it can be seen as micromanagerial. Like, so if you're leading, if you have direct reports, maybe you're so involved in um, their day-to-day or you don't trust them to get something done. So it comes across as micromanagerial. and there's five different types of the way that imposter syndrome is defined. So one is the perfectionist. So you, you're you're a perfectionist, which means you focus on how something is done. That includes how the work is conducted and how it's turned out. And you have this, this need, this antsy need to make sure that everything down to the very detail is perfect. 
Mm -hmm. um, then there is the expert, which means that your primary concern is that you need to know, you need to be in the know of everything. You have to have expert knowledge of everything that you put your hands to. I recognize that part in myself. So I don't like to go into meetings um, or I don't like to touch subjects if I don't, if I haven't read up on it, if I haven't did my research on it, if I, you know, if I mm -hmm. haven't did my due diligence, that's called being the expert. You have to be the expert. Um, then there's the soloist. And that means you care a lot about um, who completes the task. Um, and oftentimes, the who is you. Nobody can do it like you can get it done. You have to be the one to get it done and nobody's going to get it done like you can get it done. Um, and then there is what's called the natural genius. And they often care about how and when the accomplishment happens. Um, but for you, competence is measured in terms of ease and speed. And so often a person struggles to master a subject or skill um, that you're not able to bang out for yourself. So that's called the natural genius. And then this is the one we probably most identify with. Then there's the, the Superman or Superwoman portion of being mm -hmm. in apostle syndrome. This person is the one that just takes on way too much. Never says no, never says, no, I can't complete that right now. Never says, no, I can't get that done. Never says, no, I, I'm overwhelmed right now. No, never says, no, my workload is too, too heavy right now. And this even crosses over in our personal life, right? So this is the part, this is the one that I recognize the most about myself, the superwoman. And even at one time, my husband says, I see you as a superwoman. And I'm thinking, oh, is that a good, that's not a good thing. Because there's going to be a time that I fail or I'm overwhelmed or I can't perform as a superwoman. And then how does that look? How does that reflect on me? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there's a lot of different layers to that imposter syndrome, but it all boils down to the fact that um, sometimes we just do too much and we don't know when to say no. We're afraid to, of failure. We have a fear of failure and we always feel like we have to be accomplishing something. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that my career coach told me is to take out a journal, start journaling my accomplishments throughout the week. And no matter how big or how small they are, just jot them down mm -hmm. and learn to appreciate even the small accomplishments because accomplishments don't always have to be big. And grandiose. See yourself yeah. in any of yeah. those. Yeah, you know, I've, I have two thoughts. Um, the first is, you know, not being able to say no. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to my clients, we talk. Afraid to say no because you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want, you want to be that go-to mm -hmm. person, right? Mm -hmm. um, saying no to opportunities, mm -hmm. stretch goals, um, leadership opportunities, those things could impact your career trajectory, mm -hmm. right? So we say yes, and we say yes too often. 
sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that we need to relearn really is that you can say yes, but for every yes, you're saying no to something. Mm -hmm. You're saying no to something, right? Right. You say yes to this uh, this um, board seat. You're saying no, maybe to spending time with your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. If you're saying yes to um, taking on this project, that could be saying no to spending time with your husband. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's all give and take because we all have the same 24 hours in the day, seven days in the week. And you cannot continue to add and add and add and never subtract. It's, it's no difference in balancing your budget, your checkbook, right? Right. You know what your salary is. You can't continue to spend, 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 because once you get to the top, guess what? Now you're in, you're in a deficit. Mm -hmm. We're in a de deficit emotionally. We're in a deficit, you know, uh, with um, I'm trying to I'm just going to say emotionally. We're in a deficit emotionally and um, cognitively and sometimes even spiritually, because that's something else that we can put to the side in order to fulfill all these obligations that we've overcommitted mm -hmm. to. So um, for every yes, there's there's a no somewhere. There's a there's a give and take. Yeah. But I've definitely experienced um, imposter syndrome. I've definitely um worked in organizations, well, worked for a company that had 14,400 and I was the only person of color, period. Mm -hmm. Period. Pooh. Mm -hmm. Right? And it it makes a difference when you show up in a space and you're, you're the only and you don't have a voice sometimes. You don't have, you know, um, an advocate or an ally in the room. Mm -hmm. um, and it it does make you feel, I, I, at that time I felt as though, um, I didn't know if I was in the right career path because I didn't see anybody that looked like me. And mm -hmm. I have to, I was working all these hours because I wanted to make myself stand out. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to make sure that I was excellent um, and all of my deliverables, everything that I, 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 um, my work products, I wanted to make sure that it was, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because subconsciously we kind of think if I mess up, they don't think it's because I'm, I'm a woman. Um, they don't think it's yep. because I'm the, I'm the black girl. Yeah. You know, we think that that's our own internal dialogue and, you know, maybe they're thinking that maybe they're not, Yeah. but it impacts the way we work. Yeah. Yeah. To add to possibly um, a negative stereotype, right? Yeah. So I make sure I'm on time. I'll make sure I'm early. I'll never be the last person, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want anybody to say I'm on CPT. So, you know, all these things that we do to try to counter those those stereotypes or those those ideals that have been passed on, really from generation to generation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting you said that because there are studies, and I know and I'm going to put this up here, but when you said being the only Black female in certain portions of your job, but 
Um, there are studies that prove what you're saying um, because for Black and Latino women, the intersecting challenges of racism and sexism make them even more susceptible to imposter syndrome. And that's per a study conducted by the Indian Institute of Management. Um, and they also found that Black doctoral and postdoctoral scholars in STEM, that gender was one of the many inter intersecting identities that contributed to feelings of imposter syndrome with Black women, often being the only or one of the very few in their field. So there is something to be said about Black women specifically, Black and Brown women specifically, in workplaces or professional spaces or educational spaces where they're one of the only or one of the few, there's something subconsciously that happens to us when we enter into these spaces and we feel like that we have to go above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that before I became a professional, career-driven professional woman, I don't know that I had this innate desire to always accomplish and succeed and overachieve. I don't know if it was something about, you know, my professional experiences um, and sometimes being the only Black woman or, or young Black woman in my educational endeavors um, and, and, and having, you know, certain critiques from professors and, and things of that nature, because I was in a STEM program. When you're in a STEM program and you're a Black woman, you're probably going to be one of the only one. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. in my master's program, there were two of us in my graduate program, my master's program, two Black women mm -hmm. um, in the entire program. And so that kind of forces you into this mode where you have to be on top. You got to show and prove. And then you carry that over into your workspaces. And then unfortunately, it carries over into your personal spaces. And it could it could backfire in a way as well. Like like, like it, the adverse could happen, right? You, right. Um, when you just think think about the importance of a sense sense of community and relationships, um, how important that they're they're in the 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 core group of like when you think about psych psychology and Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Relationship mm -hmm. is one of those core needs. And if relationships aren't being formed because you feel isolated mm -hmm. at a certain level, that could work um, in the adverse as well, where someone doesn't want to move forward because they don't want to feel isolated, because they do want community, because they do want those relationships. And that's why this, you know, what we're doing right now with diversity, equity, inclusion is so important mm -hmm. because representation matters. It matters so much. Um, and, and that sense of community matters so much. Um, your career. Yeah, yeah. And you said crossing over into into your personal, or we said crossing over into your personal spaces. I clearly remember um, my husband having a conversation with my husband, and he he saying, you know, I'm newly married, you know, and so you know, 
when you're newly married, you're kind of learning marriage and learning the balance of career and marriage mm-hmm. and, and all that whole thing. And one of the things he said to me is that I don't want a woman that's just involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was challenging for me because before him, I've always been involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get his, I get what he's saying because now I'm in, in a space where I have to force myself to, to learn that balance. Um, and I haven't, what I noticed about myself, I, I haven't been taking to the time to reflect on, okay, Nikki, you've accomplished some, some pretty good things over the course of your, you know, your professional career, what you've done in the community. So relish in that and stop looking for, okay, what's next? What's next? What do I do next? What do I get involved in? And I found myself um, doing that so often that even when I got married, I, I never stopped. So, so, so for me, it was like, okay, I got married. Okay. Now that I've got married and I got that to the side, now what do I do next? Okay. Now I got to do this. And, and that's not good. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to take a moment to just step back, breathe relax in that accomplishment or that that season or or whatever you know that and stop looking for the next you you know am I making it clear yeah you are and I think um there's a lot of people that would want to know when do you reach that point right and it's going to be different for everyone but at some point and and I've especially you know as I get older but at some point we have to be happy with where we are now and I I would ask myself that if I don't achieve another thing in my career will I be happy with this career path this legacy my contribution at what point is enough enough for some people it's never Mm -hmm. you know for I had um this um, um, conversation with some coworkers um, years ago, and um, people that I worked with, they started on the same day in the same class in the same department. And 15 years later, one of those employees was still in that same role, and the other employee was the CFO. Mm-hmm. One was in customer service and one was a CFO. They started at the company the same day in the same orientation class doing the same job. Mm-hmm. Now, and and I thought to myself, dang, what you've been doing for 15 years? <laughs> you know, you're she, laughing, no. <laughs> she, she's the CFO and you still helping. Right, right. She was happy. She was happy in that role. She knew her job. She was comfortable with the people around her. She felt like she made a good living. She didn't want to do anything else. Right. Yes. And that is okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is okay. How do we get to that point? Right. Yeah. yeah. That um this I'm good. What do we how do you get to the I'm good? Yeah. It may it does make you self-evaluate, right? Because because now I'm starting to recognize that in myself more and more, mm-hmm. it's like 
it's not that I don't feel like I'm happy, but I'm like, I'm evaluating, okay, what is it internally that makes me feel like I always got, I always got to accomplish something that I always got to be on top or I always got to, you know, what is it that's going on with, with self that I feel like I always have to be in that place. And the only way that I can explain it is probably some layers that I haven't discovered about myself yet, or it could be like, like I said, family background or history or, or what have you, but it's that, that fear of failure. Um, but yeah, sometimes we got to dig deep as to why we feel that way. You know, I think sometimes it's where we came from and not ever wanting to go back. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but what do you do with that? The imposter syndrome. So you recognize that you have imposter syndrome. I've recognized that at points in my life, I've, I've had imposter syndrome. And once you recognize it, there have to, there has to be some tips, tools, tricks. Did your, did your coach give you any advice? Um, she did tell me to start by recognizing my accomplishment, re- recognizing what I've already accomplished and rest in that. Mm-hmm. And they don't always have to be big. Like I said, they don't always have to be big, grandiose accomplishments, even small accomplishments. What what tasks did you complete this week? Um, what did you get off of your to-do list for this week? And And rest in that. And consider that a c- accomplishment. Because sometimes we think of our to-do list and we just check, 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 check. But we don't even think mm-hmm. of them as accomplishments. And they, they very are, they very much are accomplishments that we need to recognize. Okay, I got that done. I completed that. Yeah, this was a productive day. Yeah, this was a productive day. This was a productive yeah. week or, you know, mm-hmm. and look at it from the positive side as opposed to the negative side of things. I didn't get this. I didn't get X, Y, Z done, or I could have been better at this or yeah. And, and I realize I critique myself a lot, even leaving meetings. I I will critique myself and say, I should have did this, or I should have said that, or I should have expressed myself in this way. And that that's not productive. No, it isn't me. Well, there there are um, a lot of things we and our listeners can do to combat imposter syndrome. And one of those things is what we're doing right now. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 inter- interesting how we we see so many flaws in ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we see ourselves from our own purview, but we rarely see the flaws in, in others. And um, by talking about it and really just looking at the the big picture, that that helps tremendously uh, because we're all we're all imperfect. There's mm-hmm. there's no one walking this earth with, without flaws. Um, but sometimes it can feel like a very singular experience. So right. having these types of conversations, this dialogue, and sharing that we have. A, a joint experience that helps. You know, mm-hmm. I it's a it's an, uh, a way of saying you're not yeah. in this alone, right? That yes. 
you know, you're, you're putting that, um, in, um, and that, that always helps. Then you also got to separate the, the, the act right from how you, how you feel about it. Right. It's like you were saying, leaving the meeting, like, Oh, I should have did this. I should have said that, you know, just separating. This is what occurred. And, you know, it's okay to leave a meeting and say, next time, these are my takeaways, right? But mm -hmm. not the internalizing, beating yourself up, you know, this said so you have to separate the feelings from the, the action and, yeah. and, and recognizing like in that moment, when you do feel that way, when you feel um, like, like an imposter in the room, when you, when mm -hmm. you're feeling like you, you, You're in the room and you're actually the one and the only person, mm -hmm. you know, and recognizing how, how you feel about that. Um, there could be times our listeners are the only um, LGBTQA plus person in the room, the only person with a disability, yeah. the only, mm -hmm. you know, so many categories. Um, and, and how do you how do you you deal with that? You you honor that by recognizing it. Right. Yeah. The other one that I like that, you know, my coach and mentor said is focusing on the positive aspects um, of, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you may have imposter syndrome, but you can flip that um, and, and, and turn it into a, a positive as opposed to critiquing yourself. Just look at it that you're really passionate about the work that you do. Mm -hmm. um, and you're passionate about um, making sure that you do a good job or that you um, turn out a good product mm -hmm. um, and you make it personal. If you think about, you know, the, the imposter syndrome in your personal life and being a superwoman, you're just passionate about maybe helping people um, mm -hmm. and um, just making sure that you show up for people. And, and just turn it into more of, of a positive, give it a positive twist as opposed to looking at it from a negative viewpoint. Yeah, affirming yourself. Yes. We don't yeah. do that enough. Yeah. Especially as women, especially as women of color, we do not affirm yeah. ourselves enough. I did, a, I, I'm great at this. I'm great at X. Yeah. Ain't nobody better than me at X, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> And oh, we play humble. We are very humble. <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we talked about this on one episode before, I think, about when, when we apply for jobs, if we don't have every bullet point on that requisition, we may not apply, right? Yeah. And that holds us back. Yeah. You know, because maybe that hiring manager, they, they have five things, but they the two the three are their top three, and you have that those top three, and they're willing to teach the other two. So, yeah. but men are more likely to say, oh, I, I have, I have two out of these seven apply, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't, we do, we do ourselves a disservice by not um, bragging on ourselves a little and, and taking the, that leap and affirming ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Accentuate the positive. Yep. Yep. And, you know, you, you mentioned, um, Superwoman early on, and when when you said Superwoman, I felt triggered <laughs> because it reminds me so much of Strong Black Woman. Yeah, mm. 
We're not liking that term too much these days. Uh -uh. Listen, no, no, no. that term, listen, that has been such a thorn in our side. It has. I remember a few years back um, sitting through a workshop um, and um, we talked about Superwoman being dead for Black women um, because mm-hmm. as, as Black women, we are we take on so much. And if you look at the numbers, Black women are increasingly experiencing mental health issues at a skyrocketing rate. Um, Man, we could talk about that topic, the strong Black woman phenomenon. It is doing us a disservice. Ladies, if you are listening to us, it is doing us a disservice. Throw it away. Hang it up. Sometimes we need to just say, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. We need to say, no, I can't today. We need our mental health breaks. And and mental health is not always going and getting a massage. Those are great. I'm an advocate Mm -hmm. for going and get you a massage, a pedicure, a facial, or whatever helps. Aromatherapy, yeah. Yeah, whatever (laughs) helps you to relax. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's much more than that. Sometimes we just need um, a, a a day to ourselves, a day away from everybody. We just need things to help mm-hmm. our minds to just take away from all of the many things that are in our bags that we have to carry, the burdens that we carry day in and day out. And we don't have to be strong all the damn time. It's okay to be weak. And sometimes we need to talk to somebody. Yes. It's okay to get a therapist yes. or a psychologist yes. as well, or a psychiatrist. You know, we we don't have all the tools. We don't have all the answers, and and you're not expected to, right? right? So it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, it's okay to accept help. We're so bad at accepting help. We're bad. And listen, this is another thing. And somebody ain't gonna like when I say this. Jesus alone ain't gonna get it done. Okay. We, we know he is the, the answer to it all. The Lord is the answer to it all. And I'm the first, I'm highly spiritual. I love the Lord with all my heart. But sometimes you do need, you need to lay on somebody's couch, okay? You need to be able to talk mm-hmm. it out with a person who can give you some tools coupled with your spirituality, coupled Absolutely. with seeking God, coupled with whoever you answer to, whoever you seek in terms of your higher power, but you need that in addition to professional help. Right. And there are lots of faith-based therapists. There are lots of them. You know, the, I believe wholeheartedly God gave us doctors and therapists and, yes. that, you know, they are resources and they are of God. And sometimes we need those. We just had, had a, a discussion at the top of the, um, the episode about, you know, mental health. So, you have to you have to seek help when you need help and accept help when it, it's offered. Yeah. And it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. That's one of the tips that, um, that they give to for about coping to cope with um, imposter syndrome. But you know, develop a, a healthy kind of relationship with making mistakes. And you know, I I messed up. Oops. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it next time because no one, it's impossible to go through 
life and, and not never make a mistake. Yeah. Learn from those lessons, learn from them and move on and remind yourself that, you know, next time I'll do better. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay to voice that you made a mistake. One of the things that I've been practicing and I've had to practice this over the last couple weeks and, and saying, my bad, I messed up, or I should have thought about that, or I didn't think about that, or I failed at that. I mean, a lot of times you learn that we place the expectations on ourselves. Other people don't put those expectations on us. Yeah, self-imposed. It's self-imposed, yeah. Vulnerable. It's so valuable for you. It's valuable for the people around you. People that, you know, they, they don't know how to help you unless you're being honest with yourself and with them. So to to be in a space where you're OK with being vulnerable and making mistakes, man, it decrease your anxiety, you know, it de decreases um, all that pressure um, just by being honest with yourself and being vulnerable. And I think that we can talk about our our men. There is harder sometimes for them to be vulnerable, but vulnerability mm -hmm. is a challenge for, for a lot of people. Yeah. So strong black woman yeah. is dead. Superwoman is dead. We don't have to carry that mantra, ladies, that, you know, we don't have to carry that. It's, it's okay to have moments of weaknesses and vulnerability and not mm -hmm. have it all together. Yeah. And just, you know, Decide in your mind that I'm going to think differently. I'm going to look at this, you know, for the opportunities that I have to to learn from this mistake or to learn from, um, you know, this whatever it was. I, maybe today I, um, I had a meeting before this um, recording and it was and I'm facilitating. And I'm like, oh, my meeting started at six thirty. I got time. At at six eleven, they texted me, "You gonna log in and open up the Zoom?" I was like, oh shoot, what time is the meeting? Six o'clock. Okay, I'm coming. I, my bad. <laughs> you know, right. I, I I apologize. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, it was it was a moment. I have a, yeah. a lot going on. I'm you yeah. know, I was busy doing my mom thing, and they understood. Yeah. You know, and of course, yeah, yeah, it's just. You know, just keeping keeping it real with yourself and with people around you. you know? Yeah. So I I had one of those moments too, maybe like last week. So I have been slipping. When I say slipping, slipping on um you know some community service work for my sorority, and there's some things that I was supposed to get done, and we're in the middle of a campaign and. You know, one of my sorors just reached out and said, hey, do you need some help? Because I know by now we would have done X, Y, Z. And I said, you know what? I do. I'm going to have to turn this over to you. Can you lead this effort for me? I can't do it. I have a lot going on. I'm, you know, coming off of my father-in-law's death. I'm dealing with family matters. Um, usually I would have it all together and I, you know, I would be on point and on top of things. But right now I'm struggling. And yeah, I could need your I need your help to take this over for me because I'm just not in the the headspace, um, you know. And sometimes, yeah, you just got to be honest. And I'm just learning to do that way more often. 
way more often. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I yeah, you do need to do that way yeah. more often. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that. And you know, to, to be able to say, yes, I, I do I do need you to stand in the gap for me. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I, I'm gonna applaud you right now. Yep. I'm gonna applaud you. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. But one of the last techniques they talk about, you know, because we already talked about, um, there is one more, but we're rewarding yourself. We already talked about that. But what, what, what do you think about one of the techniques that they recommend, which is the bane of my, like, I, I don't like this, fake it till you make it. Just think about that. They say, fake it till you make it through imposter syndrome, Mickey. That's what they say. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it either. I don't I, like fake it till you make it. Because I think it, and I know that's what experts say, but mm -hmm. I think it takes away that um, that that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And we talk, we've talked about that. It's okay to be yeah. vulnerable. It's okay to say no. I think it takes away that opportunity um, to be honest about Especially when we talk about the super, the superwoman or superman, you know, when you get caught up in that always, you know, never saying no, never being mm -hmm. able to. I just think it just takes away yeah. from that opportunity to be real. It sounds a lot like, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it also implies that you're operating as if you are already there. And if you're already there, then, then why, then, is that inspiring you to, to improve, right? If you're right. already there, you know, they say pressure business. We have we we have too much pressure, but you know, that's a whole nother topic. But if you're if you're already operating like, oh, I'm here, you know, I've made it, I don't have to improve anything, everything is fine, I'm just gonna wing it. How do you move forward? How do you get better? How do you get out of this? I will say there's one part of it that I kind of buy into that um, one of my friends was uh, talking to me about her business when she started her business. And I guess you could kind of say she was going through imposter syndrome as well. And she was struggling because she didn't want to put it out there because she didn't have everything in place. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to wait until everything was perfect. My website has to be perfect. My systems have to be perfect. I want all my marketing to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect, mm -hmm. right? And um, someone gave her the advice to go ahead and start because your audience will appreciate that vulnerability and they'll give you grace. Mm -hmm. So don't wait. and You don't have to wait until it's perfect. You don't have to wait even until you feel confident. Right. You don't. Right. It's okay to learn as you go. Yeah. It's okay sometimes to build the plane as it's flying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that part of that part of faking until you make it, I can I can buy into, but there's some aspects of it that just uh, yeah, yeah, I ain't feeling that. Yeah. yeah. Uh we won't take mm -hmm. that part of it. I mean, we'll only take a piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna take a we're gonna take one slice <laughs> out, of, out of the sweet potato pie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just one. <laughs> Just one slice. I do yeah. like the advice that you gotta reward yourself. 
Mm -hmm. right? So, and and it speaks to when you said you got to affirm yourself, you got to validate yourself. So when you recognize that you've made an accomplishment or something of that nature, reward yourself, acknowledge Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and, yeah. and however you re- reward yourself, but if you only drink one cup of coffee instead of three, <laughs> go, buy a trip to the Maldives. <laughs> Listen, that's my kind of reward, <laughs> right? <laughs> Get yourself a Chanel bag. <laughs> Something. Yeah, oh. one cup of coffee is worth a Chanel bag. I know. Oh, right, you say belt or something, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like these rules. Let yeah. me talk about that. Those are the rules, yeah. I like those. <laughs> those are the rules, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what are some other things you can do? We we talked about affirmations, and I one thing, um, you were telling me about was journaling, journaling, yes, journaling. So um, journaling has some very, um, powerful benefits. So again, going back to when I was sitting with, um, my career coach, um, and she talked about, she talked to me a little bit about, she asked me, well, do you journal? And, you know, this week I want you to sit down with the journal and, and write down, um, you know, your successes and your accomplishments, no matter how big or how small it, they may um, be. And so one of the things that journaling, it's old fashioned, it's an old fashioned technique, um, but it's more than just recording your memories or recording your self-expression. It actually has some health benefits. Um, It can reduce stress. Hmm. Um, If you just sit down and you just journal out your day and what you felt for the day and, um, you know, what you accomplished for the day or just any feelings or emotion that can help you get off your chest and ultimately reduce anxiety. It can reduce stress. Um, It can also improve your immune function because you're alleviating stress. Stress is a killer. Stress is a killer especially for black women. Let me tell Um, you something about that. mm -hmm. So this, I recently had some blood work done and one of my labs came back and within the lab work, my doctor told me that by this particular gland, she could tell that I'm stressed out a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that I, that this gland was aging faster than my, my body and at 44, this gland was looking like I was probably like 52. Wow. Right? Because, because of stress. So continue, because I sound like I need to journal. Yes, you need to journal. <laughs> you need to journal and start writing stuff down because you get that stress off of you mm-hmm. and you, you know, um, you know, alleviate that stress and that pressure off your shoulders. Um, studies show that it improves. Ooh, I need um, that. Yes, it improves liver and lung function. Um, they can't helps- see me pressing my shoulders down. Go ahead. I need- <laughs> right. <laughs> it helps to lessen symptoms of asthma and rheumatoid arthritis. It can help in decreasing, you know, blood pressure. It's just, you know, writing down your thoughts, your day, 
what you went through, what you're feeling, what you have you, it just helps to kind of take some of that, that stress off of you. Um, it also keeps your memory sharp, right? So um, it keeps your brain in tip shop, top shape. It helps you your brain to function. It helps you with your memory and your um, comprehension. It helps you to boost your mood. You can try journaling. It helps you to, you know, you ever wanted to just get off your chest? You wanted to tell somebody about themselves or, or get off your chest or write a letter to somebody? Um, and as opposed to sending that text or opposed to sending that email, sometimes it's so you'll you'll feel a sense of um, alleviating um, your emotions or you'll feel a lifted mood just by journaling it down or writing it down. So it boosts your mood um, and then it strengthens your emotional functions. And so it, you get an emotional release you get to release just by journaling. And so um, there's a lot of benefits, um, especially for us as women. So you heard all those words, emotions and stress and anxiety and improving, you know, um, our, our immune system, all those words that are so important to us as women, us as Black women, um, and the things that we go through day in, day out from trying to be superwoman all the time, from never learning to say no to some things and taking stuff off of our mm -hmm. plate and all the stuff that we go through in the workplace and all the stuff that we, you know, the burdens that we bear at home because we're mothers and we're wives and, you know, and, and we take on so many different roles. And a lot of us are now at the point that we're taking care of our parents. You know, that's a lot right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's important just to write it down, you know, and those are just the, you know, some of the, the, you know, um, touchy feely type of benefits. But um, I mean, you can, you can improve your writing skills, you can, um, you know, write down your goals and track your goals and see how you achieve goals, you can find, you know, inspiration and strength. So there's a lot of benefits to journaling um, in that regard. And um, I have the perfect journal for you, right? So Missy and I have a friend from college um, and her name is Cassandra Rain Francis. And she has a journal and it's a journal for starting over, but it's a journal that you can you know, just journal your thoughts um, and you can find it on Amazon. Um, here on Her Voice featuring Nikki and Missy, we we um, we have a segment where we talk about rooting for everybody Black. So we're always looking for ways that we can promote people that we know in the community who are doing good things, who are doing great things. Um, and our friend Cassandra Rain Francis is one of those who she is an author um, she is a life coach, a certified life coach, and she has um, written a journal, a journal for starting over, and it's called Life After Love LLC, mm -hmm. a journal for rebuilding, renew, and restore. And so you can find her journal. If you're interested in her journal, you can find her journal on mm -hmm. Amazon. That's right, amazon.com. Life After Love, LLC, Cassandra Rain, that's R-A-I-N hyphen Francis, F-R-A-N-C-I-S. 
Life After Love LLC, Rebuild, Renew, Restore. And it's all about journaling. It's all about writing down um, your thoughts and your goals and alleviating that stress and all of that good stuff. You can also visit Cassandra as a life coach on her website. Um, and you can find her at lifeafterlovellc.com. And she talks about some of these things, why it's important to journal, um, how important it is to rebuild and renew and restore yourself. Um, and also you can schedule time with her with, you know, if you need a certified life coach, she offers those services. Um, and so, you know, check her out. You can also shop her store. She has some mm -hmm. nice goodies besides her journal. She has some other goodies that you can shop and, and um, learn about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, journaling is one thing that I have um, started to pick up. Um, I'm also writing you know, writing. I've um, picked back up. I had lost my motivation for writing for a while, and now I'm back into writing mode. I am um, myself writing a book. Um, and so, you know, we'll be looking for that sometime this year, um, hopefully by summertime. And yeah, it's very therapeutic. It's, it's therapeutic for me, just being able to just talk about my own journey and, and get out my thoughts and and things of that nature. But um, yeah, journaling is a, a very beneficial um, to our health and um, necessary. It's necessary. And Cassandra is a Black woman and we are rooting yeah. for everybody Black. Rooting for everybody Black, yes. So we should... Um... We should go ahead and post her. I think we have before, but let's go ahead and share her information on social media also. We'll we'll share we will. Her information we'll, as we'll well. Make sure we, yeah. And where can they find us on social media? Oh, all the usuals. Nikki and Missy. So it's at N-I-K-K-I-A-N-D-M-I-S-S-I-E on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Our website is we're streaming on all the platforms. We're on SoundCloud, Apple iCast, Google iCast, Apple, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, as well as Spotify. Because y'all asked, so we added it. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. NikkiandMissy.com <laughs> is where you can find us in all the platforms. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> this was a good so, conversation. This was needed. What 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 we want to leave the people with? What do we want to leave our cousins with? What do we want? Oh, that's a good one. Um, if I could summarize our conversation today, and you know, this is um, something that I'm trying to personally commit myself to. That um, it is okay to say. I'm not okay. There's no shame in saying I'm not okay. Even if it's just for today, tomorrow you may be perfectly fine. But if you're not feeling okay today, say I'm not okay today. I just need time or um you know, I'm I'm feeling these emotions. Um you know, it, it's okay to mm -hmm. express that. It's okay to be vulnerable 
Um, and I think for myself personally, I have not always done a good job at being vulnerable. And, you know, as HR professionals, we talk a lot about workspaces and bringing ourselves into the workspaces. But, you know, one thing that, you know, we want to make sure that we always, the messages we always convey, a lot of what we talk about also carries over into our personal work and our personal spaces. And so one thing that I'm just trying to be more conscious of is how even what I, the way I conduct myself in my workspaces um, can have an impact in my personal spaces. And so when I'm not vulnerable in my workspaces, it carries over into my personal spaces. When I'm afraid to say I'm not okay in my workspaces, it carries over into my personal spaces. And so this year, I've just noticed that, or, or I, I will say I've made a personal commitment to just be okay with saying that I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. What about you? I think um, in that same vein that we need, remind ourselves that we too need grace mm -hmm. and we extend grace so often to our loved ones, to our colleagues, those around friends, family, everyone. Um, we can be so understanding with those around us, we need to be understanding of ourselves. We need to give ourselves some room to not be perfect, mm -hmm. to make missteps, to for forgive ourselves when we do, and extend extend some a little grace to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. So true. That's it. So true. This is a good conversation. Yeah. It was needed. Yeah, it was. I feel a little drained by it. It, it feels like a little bit of like a re, like a a out. release. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, listening audience, we got more. We got more coming up. Man, here more types of topics, more of these kinds of topics. Um, so we just need you to stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Yep. Until next time. Until next time, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Hey. We out. Ladies coming to the scene with the knowledge that's it. Spitting nothing but the facts and it's about to be lit. See, yeah. Yeah. Let me hear you see, yeah. Yeah. See, I can take a listen because they're teaching the course. They share a passion and a talent, a human resource. See, yeah. Yeah. Let me hear you see, yeah. Voice, and it's about to be fire. Did I forget to mention that they're both from GI? Let me hear you see, yeah. yeah. Let me hear you see, yeah.